You're now listening to the Grow Together podcast, the official podcast of the Grow Together community, a place where no one gets left behind on their self-discovery and personal growth journey. And now, here's your host, Luke Burrows. Hey guys, Luke Burrows here, and on today's episode of the Grow Together podcast, I sit down and chat with Hannah Galliers, a very valuable member here at Grow Together, as we talk about her journey, the challenges that she has faced on her journey, and how she has been able to overcome those challenges and do some quite amazing things. So with that said, guys, you know what we're going to do? We're going to dive into this episode of the Grow Together podcast. All right, Hannah, thank you for joining me here today on the Grow Together podcast. Um, you're a valued community member. You've been in the group a little while. But for those who don't know who you are, could you introduce yourself and what you do? Yeah, and just a little bit about... Yeah, of course. So um, I connected with the Luke through the Grow Together community. Uh, this was probably a year to two years ago now. Yeah, I was just wondering actually when we were over, <laughs> like when we first connected. I was trying to work it out, but I couldn't... I, I couldn't uh... Time flies. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we connected through the Grow Together community. And it turns out actually we live quite locally to each other, about, about half an hour away. So, um, yeah, so my name is Hannah Galliers, um, also known as the Mindfulness Coach. Um, so I am pursuing a career in helping people's well-being and um, helping especially young people not get burnt out. And so how important do you think that is, just like diving straight into this? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so essential because I, for one, have had a corporate career. Mm. Um, I was an accountant and I experienced burnout <laughs> in my mid to late 20s. And I think it's becoming a bigger and bigger thing within society. Um, we all feel this pressure to work so hard because that's what society mm. tells us we need to be doing. When actually that's not good for us. We're not designed no. to work every no. minute of every day. And it's important that you use techniques such as mindfulness and meditation to help you switch off at the end of the day and make mm. sure you're taking those regular breaks. And I think that's why it's gaining so much traction as a hot topic right now. Definitely. I mean, meditations works like wonders for me. And I actually, so I was doing it for a, a period of time. And for some reason I stopped because I like, you know, re- review things and like change around routines, see what works, what doesn't work. And then I noticed just something was off. Like I couldn't put my finger on it. And when I went back to it, then I was like, okay, it's because I wasn't doing that. So how important or, you know, how have you found like uh, meditation to be and how has it helped you? So um, my personal journey with meditation um, started probably about three, four years ago now. And um it's okay. We've got, we got um, what's your dog's name? My dog's name is Dolores. <laughs> She's just messing around over there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, so my meditation journey. Can we have her up? Yeah. Do you want to say hi? There we go. Okay. Oh. She wants to play. Sorry, not be on the podcast. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, so my meditation journey started about three, four years ago. At the time, it was probably the epidemic of my burnout. Um, I was experiencing uh, extreme anxiety, extreme depression, and, you know, I got to the point where, um, so I was seeking medical help. I was due to see a psychiatrist, and I got told the wait list could be six months to two years. And I was like, this can't happen. Like, I'm running out of reasons to get up every day. And my friend said to me, Hannah, should we go to this uh, mindfulness class? It's meditation class, sorry. And um, I was like... (laughs) Really? (laughs) If I have to, I think it's all stupid. Yeah. And you know what? For the first time in my life, I went there and I could just be. 
No one was asking anything of me. I had this wonderful teacher who I still see now. And um, for the first time in my life, I could just be. Mm. And that, for me, was so powerful because... I, for one, I know as a, as a workaholic, um, I always tell myself I need to be something different. I need mm. to be doing something. And actually, the, the beauty of meditation is, even if you don't have necessarily a good sit, that, that's okay. Mm. You know, mm. you know, some days you can sit half an hour, no problems. Mm. I've mastered meditation. Yeah. Welcome and like <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then other days, like, you fidget constantly. But, you know, that's okay too. Mm. You know, you welcome these feelings and you approach them with a kind compassion. When you faced your burnout, was it, like looking back now, was it a combination of just things just piling on top of each other? And did you have like a, like just that one moment that just kind of like, I don't know. So for me, um, when I like face anxiety and that, like for a long period of time, looking back now, just think, you know, things built on top of each other. Mm. And then just one thing, I call it like a trigger moment, mm -hmm. just like triggered kind of all the anxiousness. So I'm just curious if you had mm -hmm. went through that similar, uh -huh. similar thing. So um, I actually, in 2011, I went through a really bad trauma. Mm. And from then I was in denial that anything happened to me and just kind of pushed it all to the side. And kind of, I guess that, that kind of memory was festering. Um, and then it was, you know, to kind of heal that. Instead of therapy and looking after myself, I chose alcohol and going out, mm. which is only going to exacerbate the situation. Along with that, it was just just too much and eventually just got worse and worse and worse and I was just ignoring it, ignoring it, ignoring it. And then, um, yeah, it was the definition of burning by candle at both ends, long working days yeah. and then out drinking till God knows what time and getting up the next morning. Um, worse now, to be honest. <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. Um, and then my best friend passed away um, quite suddenly in her sleep and I was like, just one of those moments where you know your life is never going to be the same and mm. I knew I was either going to have to do something get help mm. make a change or I was going to end up dead before I was 30. And so what were some of the steps you then took to make that change was it like the first step you took was going along to this meditation class um and yeah just kind of the steps you took. Um so the first thing I did was obviously recognize there was a problem yeah. um you know I think for everyone, you won't change unless you recognize what's wrong in the first place. Mm. And sometimes, even then, it's hard to understand what's going on in the human mind. Mm. Because sometimes, I know I do, I take something out on someone, and actually that's just deep hurt within, inside me. Um, I struggle a lot with self-compassion, and I get annoyed sometimes when people can, other people can do it. And it sounds really ridiculous. But it's something I met in my practice is... Um, yeah, that, that inability to turn it inwards and then frustration around that. Um, yeah, so that's the first thing I did. And then obviously I sort went and I sought professional help. Mm. And I stumbled across meditation, yeah, which actually turned out to be the best answer. I'm not saying that, that professional medical help didn't help because it absolutely did. But the combination of both of them, mm. had I just gone on medication, would never have resolved the issue. Yeah, I think it's like um, like me medication can be like a short term, mm. for like you know, um, like solution. But what I found is like through the personal development, the mindfulness, and everything, that's more of a long term. Like, will you go along with that? Absolutely. So I think meditation and mindfulness is a lifestyle change, and it's a whole <laughs> different way of thinking. Um, absolutely, because you're changing just your whole mindset about things. Mm. Uh, gives you then the space to process things. I think a lot of 
the thing in society is all of our brains, they're constantly going at 100 miles an hour and it's giving us that space and to not listen to those negative thoughts. Those negative thoughts are still there. Even for me, some days it's harder to battle them than others. Um, but it's being able to separate yourself from them and being the observer and watch them and listen, but with kindness rather than being like, oh, this always happens to me, you know, how am I like this? Why am I like this? You know, you listen to that and you go, okay, right. So this is one event that's caused this. I understand. Okay, let's leave that there now. And so something you mentioned before about when you um, were like going out and like drinking mm -hmm. and everything, do you think a lot of people like do that in terms of they like have uh, like something happen in their life or just you know just like the challenges and instead of like facing them they go to uh, on short term pleasures you know <laughs> like that they go to the alcohol or you know like netflix or something to like escape it but that's like the problem the issue the challenge is still there absolutely so um i go on meditation retreats now mm. and the first time i went was the first time i faced everything because you're in silence for three days that's the first one i did you can't get away you know I was in hysterical tears <laughs> most yeah. of the time. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty, pretty extreme. Um, and I think, you know, you have to face your problems because I remember being, when I was younger, I remember being told, oh, no, you don't deal with your problems. What you do is you put them in a box right. and you put them to a side. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people still have that mentality, especially mm. I think our parents' generations, mm. um, where we don't talk about our problems. And actually, that's pretty unhealthy. Um, it's really unhealthy in fact and actually um, I'm a massive mental health advocate and talking about the problems really helps but even if put it into perspective mm. because our brains can get so carried away with one thought one thought can suddenly lead to I hate my entire life and that's a really quick yeah. quick reaction our brains can do if you talk about to someone about oh, this problem and now it's making me think this even you might go now that's ridiculous. Yeah, you get like a wider perspective, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you think that it's easier, or from your experience, to talk to like, like do you find it easy to you know open up and talk to you know, people? And who, and who did you turn to? Was it your parents to talk to them, or you know your friends, or um, you know just curious about that because some people might find it difficult, you know, to go and talk to their mm. their family or yeah. You know, um, yeah, so we just like diving that. Right? Um, so for a long time, I found it quite difficult to talk to my parents. Mm. Um, I have a wonderful relationship with my mother now. Um, but I think she also found it very hard after knowing what had happened to me. So I'm sure she was going through her own difficulties about it. So um, I, that's why I initially found it perhaps hard. Yeah. Um, we didn't have a very good relationship because I was going through so much internally that I was probably pushing everyone away. Obviously, started with the counsellor first. Now, mm. I understand counsellor is not for everyone, but it's a really good starting point. If you haven't tried it, I recommend at least mm. trying. You might not think talking to a stranger helps, but it does. Um, and then the next thing was having a good network around me. Um, making sure you share parts of yourself with people that want to listen. I know firsthand how hurtful it can be to share something so intimate with someone and being like someone else being like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Or, oh, that's a shame, a bit of pity. Yeah. So just be, be cautious of yourself to protect yourself. Mm. There are some wonderful people out there. Um, I think with the power of the internet now, we can yeah. really connect with those kinds of people. Yeah, that's how we, that's yeah how we exactly. <laughs> I was talking to someone in um, Florida yesterday, and um, 
we're talking over Zoom and it was amazing because we'd never spoken before. We just connected over Facebook mm. and we were talking about our lives and how similar they were and how much we had in common. Yet we lived in other yeah. continents, yeah. you know, and, and that's the beautiful thing about the internet. I think social media has some really horrible things, but at the same time, it can bring real beauty mm -hmm. to the world. Definitely. And so like diving into your network and everything, mm -hmm. And, and actually what you, obviously you're going into coaching and mm -hmm. everything. What's been the, I suppose, the response or the, or the reaction on, you know, has people been supportive to that? Or are they like, like what, what are you doing? You know, stay in your corporate <laughs> job, you know, curious about that. Um, so actually, you know what? My family were behind me 110% mm. of the way. Um, my family, um, I couldn't thank them enough for how much they've been supportive of this choice. Mm. At the end of the day, they wanted me to be happy and to see me light up when I'm helping someone else. I think that's all they've ever wanted for me because yeah. they know how miserable I can be in accounting. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, obviously, some people are a bit like, what? You yeah. wanna... <laughs> that's not a job. Yeah. That's, you can't do that. But I think, you know, if you're passionate enough about it, you stick with it and you show determination and tenacity, there's no reason why you can't do anything you want to. You know, it's 2019. Mm. You know, there's not just office jobs anymore. You know, there's, you can do anything if you put your mind to it. Absolutely. And so what has been some of the challenges around starting your own business and coaching? So my biggest challenge would be uh, kind of A is time. Yeah. Um, it's like a balance between you know, she was still working mm, and that, I imagine that would be yeah so I still work a full time job at the moment um, and I do coaching and I have home life <laughs> and I have hobbies just like everyone else yeah. uh, so it does kind of make you feel like a little bit of a um, fraud sometimes because mm. I'm talking about how we should relax more and be mindful and, and not take on too much and, and there I am sometimes not practicing what I preach, but um, I've got a very good partner who reminds me everything yeah. I say. Yeah. <laughs> refer me to my posts, be like, darling, if you looked at this one today, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. thank you for the reminder, <laughs> I did write that. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of the biggest challenge. Um, the other thing um, would be knowing what to do. Um, I guess I'm not very salesy. Um, I just want to help. Mm. <laughs> uh, but you can't have run a business on just wanting to help people. You need yeah. to actually have a product to sell or a service to sell. Um, and getting some real guidance and um, ideas around that has been um, invaluable, actually. Yeah, when I first got started, the sales bit was like super, I don't know, challenging because again, I, got, like, I just wanted to help people mm -hmm. and not come across like some of these marketers and that online that like really, mm. really sells. So yeah, I can definitely relate to that. So uh, I spoke to the guy I was speaking to the other day. He was saying the thing is about um, pricing and, mm. and getting receiving money. It's mm. actually a gift and it's a flow. Yeah. So the flow from me to you and then you to me allows us to both benefit. Because if I'm not mm. being paid, I can't help the world. And it's it's having changing your mindset around money. Yeah. And actually, that I think a lot of us think money can be really evil and really mm. negative mm. connotations against it. But actually, it's just a flow, and it's a gift of generosity. In the uh, Buddhist practice, they have um, a thing called dana. And so when I'm on retreat, you don't pay for the teachings, but um, afterwards you give dana, which translates as generosity. Okay. So you pay what your heart feels. Um, so they don't ask for anything, but obviously 
up to three days and then giving yeah. you so much wisdom. You really want to give everything you can. Um, and I think that's a really beautiful practice. Um, but obviously they do they do state don't give more than your means mm. and the idea is that people who return every year like I have and when I first went I couldn't afford a lot and now I can afford a little bit more so I always try and give a little bit more. And so kind of going back to when you got into accounting mm. um, like was that your like the thing you wanted to do out of like school uni like yeah to talk, like just talk us through that because a lot of people um, who may be watching or listening may you think like oh you know what am I going to do for like the rest of my life like job mm -hmm. career wise um you know obviously I'm a big advocate like pursuing your passion and, mm -hmm. and everything but then I was working with this one person who's like Luke I don't have a passion you know <laughs> we, have that, we had to like work through that limiting belief and everything so um yeah just kind of dive into yeah. that really um so I did work experience when I was at school uh in the purchase ledger so that's just doing the invoicing yeah. uh and I loved economics Okay. When I was at A level, right, uh, I loved like the psychology behind it, and we're just going through the credit crunch. Not that that was exciting; that was a really yeah, horrible yeah. time for lots of people. But you know, in terms of studying, it was like disproving loads of theories. Yeah. So they were like, "All oh, the markets work like this," but actually they don't. So mm. um, that's what I found fascinating. So it kind of seemed to make sense that I would do a career in mm. that kind of industry, um, and so kind of I felt that if I was going to go to university I should get a trade rather mm -hmm. than necessarily a fund degree so I did accounting and finance with economics so the theory was that I would walk straight into a job and I would always have a job um yeah and so that's why I ended up doing mm -hmm. accounting um I was obviously warned that accountants are boring <laughs> and yeah. I think you have to be a certain kind of a person to love accounting yeah. um it's not the most thrilling job I mean there were some wonderful accountants out there saying. Yeah, so, so, like, so out of uni then, was your, or kind of your, your whole kind of focus and thought process was to get a job? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was to get a job that pays well. Mm. So I kind of thought, so growing up in a low-income family, I thought that perhaps the key to happiness was money. I was very wrong about that. So um, I think that, don't get me wrong, money facilitates us to allow us to do certain things yeah. and have certain experiences, but it is not the be all and end all at mm -hmm. all. Um, I would happily give up my job tomorrow if I had some security behind me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's um, it is challenging. Yeah. And so, what would you so for everything you've like gone through and everything? What would you recommend to somebody who is maybe sat in that office job and? You know, they're there and they believe like there's more out there mm -hmm. for them and you want to go there and pursue their purpose and everything but they're not sure on the next steps to take so find out what that purpose is um i use meditation to find that mm. uh, it turns out meditation and mindfulness is what i wanted to do so that's maybe where i was drawn to it um i know a lot of people so one of my friends started a dog walking business because and one of my other friends started making jewelry because that's what she loves doing life i think has a funny way of telling us what we want and need. You know, listen to the signs, look at them, because they'll be there. If you're not supposed to be in that job, something will come up, you know? Um, and the truth is, it will be hard work. Just go for it. Just go for it. I'm not saying quit your job tomorrow. Please don't. We, you need security, you need a plan. Once you've got that, there's no reason, there's no reason you can't. Don't feel you're gonna be stuck in a dead end job forever. Because 
only you can make the change and you've got to put in the hard work. Yeah, I suppose it's like that, a little bit of like that full circle that people are so busy that they don't necessarily notice the signs that life gives mm, them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I said, I didn't even plan to go to that meditation class. Yeah. Had I never gone to that class, I don't know if I'd be here right now. But um, yeah, it's just funny little signs like that. The universe has a way of putting us on track. So say yes to opportunity. Good things will come around. <laughs> okay, and so final question, what's next for you? So where, where are you going? What's the big like vision? <laughs> big vision. So I'm going to keep with the coaching. Obviously, so um, if you're struggling with well-being, mm -hmm, <laughs> I'm the lady to speak to. I'll put a link in the description. <laughs> <laughs> Brand new website, starting a blog as awesome. well. It's very exciting. So I've got a few exciting things coming up this year. So um, I've been invited for a few other podcasts. And um, I've decided to really start going down the spiritual route. Mm -hmm. um, I want to be a Reiki master because of the energies and cheese and chakra. And I also want to become a meditation teacher. So I plan to go out to India. And next year to learn. Awesome. And for people that don't know, is it Reiki? Reiki. What that is? Could you like, you know, thirty seconds or something, just summarize what that is? Sure. It's energy healing. So um, it's uh, non-invasive and it clears your chakras. So um, you have to train in attunement. Attunement. Mm -hmm. um, and it comes from Japan. Um, yeah. So you have to go visit different levels. But yeah, it's non-invasive. So generally, you don't touch people. You you touch them once. All to do with the powers of chi. Right, sounds interesting. Mm. Very interesting. So yeah, we will put a link in the description um, for your website and Instagram and Facebook yeah. and everything. So guys, if you want to learn more what Hannah does, then go and check those out. And if you are a community member, then Hannah's in the community, so uh, just reach out to you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm more than happy to connect with anyone. I love a conversation. I'm not here to sell. You know, let's be friends. <laughs> well, Hannah, thank you for joining me today. Guys, links are in the description, if, like I said, if you want to learn more about what Hannah does. And yeah, thank you for sharing your story and your journey with us. Thank you so much, Lucas. Love to see you again. Bye from Dolores as well. <laughs>